Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition for the love of music and today, Mental Health Awareness, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my gift is Christopher Christopher Booth. Music for healing, mental healing. Um, when I came across Christopher and his music, it most certainly was one I'm absolutely totally on board with. Uh, he writes original piano music for self-mental health awareness and he started doing this almost three years ago as a hobby and wrote three songs dedicated to the mental health awareness group. He wanted to help friends and family out with a relaxing style. He re quickly realized it was much needed resource for people with mental health challenges and was asked to write more music. Uh, before he even started his brand he was dealing with issues of his own stemming from loss of his own mum to brain cancer in 2012. His mum was one who encouraged him to write in the style of music that he does. She dealt with depression and growing up as a child, he didn't understand that. But what he did understand was that music um, that he composed for her brought her out of her dark days and into life. And he quickly made that connection that what music could do for people and what it could do for her. So he began writing again in 2017 as a way to cope uh, with the healing process of himself. And he wanted to do something that could bring mental health awareness, a passion of his, and music together, hence the start of his brand. COVID, of course, a tremendous impact on the world, and more and more people are looking at ways to get their mental health resources online. And many of his goals are ha were having um, by Christopher Brand uh, in bringing awareness to ones with mental health going you know, with music. Music is a powerful healing source. And in the world that we live in, COVID uh, people are looking for more ways to de-stress and find inner peace. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, music for me helps me through a great deal. The depression, the anxiety, uh, just sometimes when your battery feels low and you just need a recharge, it's a comforting friend. It's like the arms around your soul and your heart and your spirit. And it's something that just um, never lets you down. So thank you, recognizing that how music really does work for the mental health and, uh, and dedicating your life to it because it is so needed. Welcome to the show, Christopher. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to share a little bit more with your listeners and uh, you know, share what I, my passion is. Well, you know, kind of coming from, you know, seeing your mom go through depression and of course, you know, my son, when he saw me going through depression, it just would cause him so much anxiety because he would want to fix me or fix the problem. And as I pointed out to him, if you are trying to fix me, you're making me feel broken. If you're just simply there with loving arms, you know, then I feel supported. And in many ways, your music became those loving arms, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're when you're a young child, too, I mean, mm. I was I was six, seven years old when I started even understanding that my mom was absent for days at a time. Mm. And as you get older, you start to kind of put a little bit more of the puzzle together. And 
really kind of understand what's going on, but you still don't understand depression at 12, even 13. But what you do understand and what I was able to understand was when I played, when I sat down at the piano and wrote some music, that wasn't, I didn't have to speak to my mom with words and Mm. ask her why it just, it clicked and something brought her just out of, out of her room. She'd come out, she'd make a cup of tea. She'd sit down, she'd listen. And she'd say, that was very nice. Where did, how how did you come up with that? And I, you know, that, that in itself, that action, that doing that was positive reinforcement for me because bringing a parent back into a child's life is such a powerful thing. Mm. And so I made that connection early on and continued. And she encouraged that throughout, throughout going into my later teen years and eventually college wise woman um, and wise son <laughs> you know um, you didn't know which way you could help her but you just simply went to the piano and uh, you know as I said uh, the one thing um, scientifically and clinically to understand about music is that there are certain tones and frequencies and notes in music that actually kind of match our inner selves and they could realign re-equal, you know, equivalize ourselves. And it is, as I said, the comforting blanket for the heart and the soul and the spirit. And it's so calming for the mind. But it, on a scientific level, it is literally changing the frequency in your body. And that's very often what is wrong with depression and feeling at ill at ease and, and anxiety is that lack of balance, lack of equilibrium. And if music can kind of just bring things back to a nice flow a nice center it's easy um, for us to go through whatever process we need to go through um, and that's why music is used so much in everything I mean it sets the scene for movies why is the music industry so big in it because subliminally never mind what the words are saying or the music it's how does it make us feel very true very true and that's that's something I had a conversation with the gal the other day. I wish she was asking me. She says, "Does your music make? Will your music make me happy?" Mm. And I, I thought that was an interesting question because because music is experienced very differently. You one person, you, I can play one of my songs and ha- play it for ten different people, and everybody will have a different experience with yeah. it because they're all drawing on their own life experiences. So. What it is doing, though, I think universally, is it can allow those emotions and those unresolved issues that you may have had in your life to come up and be addressed yes. and be addressed in a positive, holistic way that other modalities may not be able to get to. But music really is able to reach down deep, very deep. Yes, it it, it kind of is relatability, you know, a certain part of the music, oh, you catch your breath or... Oh, you know, you can feel this and um, it is most certainly a feeling modality. You know, you don't just listen to music um, and not feel it. And some people, I suppose, do because they're not opening up their chakras of their heart. But when you do decide to open up that heart and feel the music, it's going to take you sometimes through a roller coaster. Um, but it's reflecting what's going on inside of you. And one of the most important things is whatever turmoil is going on inside of you needs to come out and be cleared and needs to be faced. The more it stays inside of you, the more it's going to be disruptive. So music can be the calming, but it also can be the igniter of bringing out an emotion. Um, that's why some music great to dance to because we can dance out the acts, right? And some just yeah. really kind of calming and, and reflective. 
Yeah. Well, you say, you say a key word there, feel, because a lot of people think when you say feel, they think good, but Mm. feeling doesn't mean you have to be, it, it makes you happy. It can be sad. It can be nostalgic. It can be a lot of things, but if my music or any music in general made you feel that's a good thing. That is a positive. Yes, because we as a society are doing everything we can to numb the feeling, right? You know, we don't want to feel afraid. We don't want to feel anxiety. We don't want to feel this, but you've got to understand those feelings are a reflection of your reaction to what's going on around you. If you don't feel them, and don't address them, they're going to ferment in there and turn extremely toxic. So if you've got some music that allows you to feel, it becomes part of that healing process for you. Yeah, and and I think today in today's world, I mean, especially coming out of last year, 2020, mm-hmm. there's a lot of feelings going on. There's a lot of feelings of missing family, missing, missing connections. Um, and then, you know, what you mentioned about you know, numbing those feelings. So people are doing those in, in destructive patterns, destructive ways. Some people are, but I think bringing, bringing uh, resources, bringing new ideas to the table, uh, especially online now, I mean, that's obviously yes. a great, great way to do that, is going to be a uh, very positive thing coming into 2021. I mean, I think it's going to be something that's going to allow people to have more access, give more access, and then hopefully as along the way have healthy conversations about our feelings and about what we're dealing with. So we can discuss that as a community rather than isolation and doing that on our own, which kind of was the theme of last year. Um, Yeah. Well, last year was a reflection and it was a Mm -hmm. pause and a reflection of, of our lives. And it's like, am I serving myself, you know, or am I just robotically going through life of expectation? And so for a lot of people, it was a pivot in a totally new direction because they had a pause and they had time to really look and assess their lives. I have a, diff- uh, a new word for, for every year and this year is actionism. And this year is, you know, you've had the reflection, now it's time to get into action. And even if that action is realizing you cannot suppress these feelings anymore that you have to allow them to come out. You have to be willing to go through the process. And that music not only could be your healer, but it can also be your expression. It can be your expression, you know, some loud music, some soft music, whatever it is, it, it can speak sometimes for you when you can't speak for yourself, but allows you to, to bring that emotion out. So whatever actionism you're taking this year, just make sure that it is something that is serving you from the inside out, which whichever way it is. That's the call this year. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And cosmically, the energy is with us. It's literally turning up the volume and the frequency. And, and more and more people are kind of hearing the call. They know that they need to kind of rise up, right? Andrea yeah. Days, rise up, right? And um, it's important that we do rise up in our own lives. So the solution doesn't lie out there. It lies within us. And so what skills and tools can we apply that can help us heal from the inside out? And again, music is one of those things that um, whether it's just, as I said, the soothing blanket or whether it's the igniter, you know, sometimes it can be music that can be a little thunderous that kind of just shakes you up, you know, shakes things, the yeah. sillies out of you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. I just, you know, I was, I was last year, I was writing, well, I was finishing up writing the album, you know, my album, and I had plans to really 
really, you know, being in a, in a local community setting. I, I love playing for senior homes. I love mm-hmm. going in and donating my time. Well, you know, when COVID came out, you know, those changed the plans. Right. And what, of course, of course, with anyone, when your plans are, are changed or thwarted, you're disappointed. Yeah. But I feel that given that time that I was able to reflect over the summer last year, I was able to reassess and embrace the challenge of how, what new ideas I would have to come up with to be able to bring this forward. And that, you know, you said your word of the year for actionism. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it, it, I, I feel like this year is embracing the challenge for me, yeah. embracing, embracing the challenge and coming into 2021 with an empty cup because mm-hmm. you have so much expectations. Okay. I knew exactly how it was going to happen last year and this is the way it was going to go down and it didn't. Right. So <laughs> you had to just kind of deplete yourself and go, okay, I'm going to allow the universe to speak to me and allow the, my music to be put out there in the way it was meant to be. And coming forward, going into 2021 with that mentality has proven one of the better decisions I've made in my life because it's, yeah. it's just proven that it allows people to really impact me as well as me impacting them. And it's a, it's a cyclical process that's very positive in, in my life. You said a magical word there allow right like last year you had all the best world plans i'm going to do this and along came COVID, and it was enough no take a breath stop pause is this really the direction you want to go in um does it really serve you does it serve anyone else is this something else you could be doing and although you cannot work in the nursing homes at the moment but you can still get your music there right so there's always ways of doing it and sometimes we need to empty out in order to understand what we need to fill ourselves up with because we've filled ourselves up with so much crap that it doesn't allow our truth to come out so you know having that okay you know not that way take a breath which way and then coming into the new year as you said empty cup and allowing allowing that cup to be filled with truly your meaningful purpose of what really will serve others because when it's serving others it's serving you Absolutely. Uh, it's, that's the best, that's the best way to, um, to put it. I mean, I, along with, along with the, uh, you know, writing the music and kind of coming into this year with a new purpose and new plan, you know, I, I have a, I have a one-year-old daughter as well. That was mm. part of my, part of my motivation for writing the album that I did, you know, and putting that together. But, you know, it's, it's the example that you can, you know, when you're, when you're a new father, new parent, it's, you really see things differently, obviously with, with kids and, being able to set that example, especially for her, as, as far as what, you know, how you want your, your life to look for your children. Um, that has been so important to me as well. And I'm so grateful that I get to spend, spend the time here at home, yeah. being able to, to, to write and then obviously take care of her and have her see this process and all this come together and really embracing both challenges um, is, is just wonderful. And it's really, it's very fulfilling. Mm. very fulfilling well congratulations on that i've oh, literally this week become a grandmother uh, oh. for the first time so i'm next week i'm actually going to be seeing my little grandson and i just can't wait um and i know how it's changed my daughter and her husband's life but you know it's like yeah. as a grandmother you know it's like <laughs> it's a different set of music altogether you know <laughs> there you go congratulations congratulations until you do but the other thing about children it doesn't matter how young they are, they will always respond to music. So they're a great audience for you, right? Because yeah. they, 
whichever way, whether it's they're laying on the back just as a, you know, a couple of months old, kicking their feet, or whether they're you know, being able to stand and boogie to it, they're going to let you know if they like it or not. And if you've got that kind of response, it's a thumbs up, isn't it? <laughs> And, and she definitely does. I mean, when she was when she was really young, I mean, I would play my music and of course it put her to sleep. So, uh, you know, I, you know, that OK, there you go. But but now, you know, when I play a certain song that she really likes, she responds in a certain way. She wants to sit down on my lap on the mm -hmm. piano and, and bang out her own songs. So, you know, <laughs> there is that. And of course, she loves all other music, too. I mean, we dance around the kitchen to Elton John and, you know, <laughs> all the, you know, all the good songs and stuff because yes. that's. And she loves that. So, but, but music, yes, she, she can't speak, but music speaks to her and you can yes. see the re response in that and the energy come out of her from that. She's now just starting to dance too. So she's yeah. moving around and starting to rock and yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that with my kids when the excess energy was there is put on something like queen, you know, we are the champions. We will be singing it and dancing. And, and uh, my one daughter who has actually uh, just had the baby, there was a, a, a the bells of china which you may not know but they were bells that were discovered when they opened up uh, the tombs in china and they discovered that there were sounds on these bells that they had never recognized the tones before and they did a world tour and i took my oldest daughter to see this and we got the tapes cassette tapes back then folks and my youngest daughter used to just play these tapes over and over my other daughter would be filming her as my youngest daughter is dancing the eyes are rolling in her head as she's dancing and expressing herself and i have no idea how it made her feel all i could see it was literally you know her just an out-of-body experience almost that she was having with this music and it really was ex exceptional music the tones that they got from these bells were, you know and I'm talking big bells you know big ones um were absolutely astonishing but the the expression that she had is that music it doesn't matter young or old uh it's going to speak to each one of us in a different way and uh and if, again, go back to the allow, allow yourself to have that expression. You know, sometimes you might want to go heavy metal <laughs> because you've got to get rid of some angst. And other times, just give me that tranquil blessing uh, and let me just feel calm down. But allow the music to assist you on your expression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you said you said it right there. I, I've had people ask me, they, they said, well, your music put me to sleep. And I said, well, I know someone that listens to rock and roll to go to sleep. You know, it, when you, what, what puts you to sleep? What makes you happy? What makes yeah. you sad? What may, you know, I, those are the questions I cannot answer for you. Right. You can tell me what, what works for you, but I can't tell you what works for you. Right. And so those are, those are things I say, well, experience it. Yes. Dive in, try it out. Let me, and then let me know, what did you think? You know, and well, you know, maybe, maybe you could do something this way. Well, no, I, I write my style. I write, I give, I put this out there, but it's not going to be tailored to an individual. Right. It's going to allow the individual to tailor their music landscape around them and where they want to listen to in the morning. I mean, people in the morning when they get up generally put on some music to get their day going, feel yes. good, and get, yes. get, get everything going. But I mean, I, I, I have this whole story and talk, I talk about, how I feel that yes, music can be can do that, but you can also do it for the complete opposite. You can allow yeah. that 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 trauma, that healing process we talked about. But that's up to you mm. what you wanted to allow it to do. And then sometimes you hear a song for the first time in your life you've never heard of, and then 
a whole bunch of emotions come out and you yeah. don't know what's going on because you didn't know what to expect. And that's what's the unique thing about what, when people hear what I do, because you haven't heard it before. So right. you don't know what to expect. The beauty of it too, is that you can play a song again and have mm -hmm. a different reaction. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as going to sleep is concerned, if it's sent you to sleep and it's still playing after you're asleep, it is now completely tranquilizing your psyche and allowing you mm -hmm. to go into a deep sleep where all the repair is, where all the equilibrium is. And not only will you have a better night's sleep, but you'll wake up more refreshed. So if it yeah. sends you to sleep, that's a good thing. I won't mind that <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, talk to my daughter about that. She can tell you all about it. <laughs> well, I always have struggles with sleep because that's yeah. when I become extremely active. So, um, you know, if that's what it does for you, hallelujah. Uh, but it also is if it's just something you use in form of meditation. You know, you want to meditate and you need to calm down. I've literally just done a show on meditation. And, you know, one of them is um, I called, uh, you know, gobbledygook language. But sometimes you're mad, but you don't want to use the person's name or the situation. And you just let and just let it come out, <laughs> whatever needs yeah. to come out. And if you kind of got some music afterwards, oh, you've got that spent. Now you've got some music that's just going to calm you back down. And you go into your silence, your space, your presence, and that music has kind of reset you. But you, mm -hmm. you don't play the calm music to calm you down. Spend your emotion, then use the music to keep you calm afterwards, right? You, you've got to spend the emotion. Absolutely. What you just said about, you know, talking and really not making sense, just getting it out there. Yeah. I do the, I do the I'll, I'll let you know a little secret here. I, I do the same thing when I write before I ever sit down and start to put, put the themes out. I just sit down and I just play a bunch of nonsense. I just let my yeah. fingers run over the keys and it doesn't, it sounds God awful, but it, it helps me kind of clear my mind and yes. clear anything that I don't want there in there disrupting what the true yeah. intention of the song is. So I, I do that. Yeah, I do that when I write and I also when I do my own show. Sometimes yeah. I know what topic it is. Sometimes I don't. I just press play and whatever comes out. <laughs> in writing, I can correct it. If I'm speaking, sometimes I'm correcting it as I'm going. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it, it, we, we do need to kind of allow and clear a platform in order for the wisdom to come in. And so, yeah. you know, and not to be afraid to, of an expression. I know my brother is a writer and a wonderful writer and he's got music playing the whole time he writes. Right. And music is exceptionally important for him. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's his calming, it's his focus, it's his clarity. It sets the stage for him in order for his creativity to come out. And you see this over and over again, creatives using music as that baseline in order for them to create from. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I grew up with, with a, spent a lot of time growing up with my grandparents and living with them for a short period of time in my life. And one of the happiest moments in my life was always walking upstairs every morning to a home cooked breakfast mm. and classical music being played all day long. It was always on. And it was always such a calm and positive, tranquil environment. And that, that rubbed off on me, mm -hmm. you know, later growing up. And it was my grandpa that gave me the appreciation and of, of classical music and being able to appreciate that and, and, and just embrace that and wanting to learn and be around that. And I've, I've used that my whole life. I've, I've been, obviously I've been playing that for my daughter. She's growing in appreciation. And I think that's a gift that you can pass on. That's something you can give someone.
And yeah. um, boy, I just can't say enough about the positive. Sorry, lost your volume there. The thing that's. Oh, oh so no, that's, are you still there? Yeah, no, you came back yeah. now, but um, okay. I did lose okay. it there for a moment. Oh no, sorry. And it, yeah, so you know, obviously classical music has just a great, great impact on on people's lives and in my life, and and obviously, like I said, my daughter's. So I love love being able to play that for her every day. It's what I call foundational music. It's it's yeah. music that really is core. Now mm -hmm. we can listen to a pop song, and we can listen to a top you know, 20 or top 10. And, and that's kind of fun expression, or it may be, you know, um, um, a sad song that is speaking to the, to the pain we're going through at the moment. But something about classical music is that I feel it's going through all of the emotions in the background, so to speak. I mean, you can listen to it and go and watch a concert of it. That's where you're really immersed in it. But when it's in the background, it's kind of, it's just kind of keeping everything in balance subliminally and that's why i say so many creatives are always painters writers etc have got the music in the background while they're working because yeah. it becomes their baseline you know in order to to create and you can channel you can channel your own energies through yeah. that as well and and what i just mentioned a moment ago about clearing your head on the piano i mean th those are those are techniques i've i've heard lots of people as including you discuss about you being able to I've created some of my best music doing that you yes. know and you know it's it's when you try to force the issue or in, and that can be a lesson you can learn in, in life as well I mean yeah. when you're trying to force things and make things happen they usually don't go the way you want or at least what the intended result yeah. is and so there's a lesson to be learned there and letting allowing things to come together naturally and unforced and in their own time that is creativity you know, mm -hmm. creative is being inspired to follow a rhythm that's going to take you on journey. And then you look at the results at the end of it and go, wow, you know, because you allowed, you allowed your knowingness, you allowed your heart and soul uh, to, to participate into it. Yeah. If you're doing it only from a head perspective, you know, I love watching talent shows. And then a lot of time you'll get, oh, yeah, that was perfectly sung, but where's the feeling? Mm -hmm. And then you've got the people that maybe not as, you know, as profound in the way they sing but they sing from a heart and soul space that just captures you completely so mm -hmm. that is that being immersed in it allowing that to come through um from the heart and soul not just from the head you know because the yeah. head is always about you know what's expected of you as opposed to what is truth within you yeah exactly and you can use i i'm first to admit that you know, sometimes you, you using that, um, not allowing that intuition from within to mm -hmm. be the guide rather than what's going on up in your head um, can really lead you down the wrong path sometimes. Yes. Yes. Um, do you write music for other people? Um, well, it's the music I have right now is kind of for everybody. You know, I, I, I wrote you know, when I mentioned, you know, writing for my mom and giving giving back to her. Um, kind of coming out of, and I, I know you mentioned briefly in the intro that, that I did lose my mom to brain cancer in 2012. And that was a very dark time for me. I mean, mm -hmm. losing anyone is, yes. is a hard thing to go through. Um, but the way, you know, it was unexpected. She was young. She was only 59 years old. So she was still young. And that attachment, that closest that I had with music and her was really hard for me to really even want to get back into writing again. Mm. So you know, writing it all was like out of the question for about five years. And I said in 2017 is when I sat down again and 
decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out and see what it was, but what it was, it was therapy for me because I can't write. I couldn't write for anybody else, but me at that time, because I needed to be able to deal with my emotions, deal with the loss, deal with unresolved issues before I could begin to even write for other people. And so how I looked at it was, you know, okay, this is helping me. This is, this is therapeutic for me. Now, obviously mental health was a big passion of mine because of the family. And it wasn't just my mom. There's other family members as well that I grew up around that had challenges, but it was, Hey, I could start connecting the two. I could start making it and giving back. So it was really not intended for anyone specifically like, you know, a single person, but more or less, Hey, it's a more of a gift that I had. Mm -hmm. I can, I can give to, to people that need it and that could use it. And people tell me, would tell me, they say, oh, this makes music, makes me feel so happy. Mm -hmm. And and that's great. I love that that does that. They say, you must have been so happy writing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, if you get, if you want to dig down and be honest, it was, it comes from a place of pain. It comes from a place of, of, of trauma, of healing, of getting through. Of course, that doesn't mean the music isn't beautiful or the music isn't, isn't inspiring. But some of the some of the greatest composers of all time wrote wrote some of the greatest pieces when they were in absolute de- de- depression, the worst places in, in their life. So, you know, I, I realized that and you, you kind of have to sit back and go, how can a, how can a person do that? But what it is doing is therapeutic. It is bringing stuff out that, that you I couldn't do if I was in a really good place. Right. Right. Because it's, it's, what am I drawing on is raw inspiration, raw emotion. And so being able to now give that back to people and kind of put it out there for the mental health community. And it really has gone beyond the mental health community. I'll be, I'll be honest. It's really, gone I mean, quite honestly, who is not yeah. going through some sort of mental health? Sure. Right I mean, now, we, right, right? it's a global pandemic yeah. folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's, and that's the thing is we're, we're all in, in different places in our yeah. own lives. Some, some are worse, some are better, but, one of the first songs I wrote was called a flame within. Mm-hmm. And that was a song kind of that my first song dedicated to mental health awareness. It was saying, you know, we all have a flame. We all have a fire within us. Some shine brighter than others, yeah. but what can you take your, can you take your light and pass that on to someone else? And that someone else is what they do with that light. Can they continue, continue shining into others' lives? And that was the anthem of the song. That was the motivation behind the song. And, really is starting to become the motivation behind the brand. Yeah, a good motivation to have. Um, mm. You know, th- there isn't anybody, I-, I don't care what they say, sorry, don't believe you. There isn't anybody that doesn't go through somewhere in their life, either a state of depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, a-, a loss of this, that, that they're not going through pain. And, you know, one of the big issues is um, we're given emotions for a reason. And those emotions are an indication of what we're going through at the time. If we don't pay attention to it and address it, it ferments and we become emotional about it. And we get stuck in that emotion, whether it's healthy or not healthy for us. And so music is a way of kind of bringing that out and clearing it and speaking for us and releasing it. But it's also that honesty within ourselves of addressing, you know, that just made me cry or that just hit me at the core or that just brought something up within me that I didn't know what was there. Never be ashamed of it. Never have any blame of it. It is something for you to deal with because there isn't anybody in life that not that, that hasn't got that situation somewhere in their lives uh, where they have to deal with it. And you said a big word there, process. 
You have to process it. You have to go willingly through the process in order to clear it and become stronger because of it. So if music has brought something out in you, then face it, deal with it, go through the process, come out the other end because you're going to come out more courageous, stronger with more abilities and more understanding and more compassion. And that is then going to be a gift to someone else. Well, what do you what do you see today? I mean, or it wouldn't just today. It's it's been that way for a long time. Yeah. Where if you have a conversation with someone, let's just say about mental health, what I've heard a lot of, instead of saying talking about my issues or me personally, you hear people deflect and talk about someone they know or yes. they knew or they yes. they heard through the grapevine, mm-hmm. and it's very third person and it doesn't come back home because yeah. we we can talk about our physical health all day long i can yeah. talk about the, the workouts i'm doing and i'm running and i'm doing yeah. all this great stuff for me but let's talk about my own feelings and emotions and, and that that's kind of the that's where we people as society draw the line and that's obviously some of the change i'm trying to help bring into uh today's society is a healthy conversation about your mental health it doesn't have to be a stigma it doesn't have to you don't have to be ashamed you don't, we all have, like you said, we all have mm-hmm. these feelings. We've all dealt with stress, anxiety, and it, it's not a, it's not a comparison either. It's not how no. I've dealt with more than you have. Yeah. Or yeah. competition. It's, it's saying we've all had it. We've all experienced it. We can talk about this in a very healthy and therapeutic way. Unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Never apologize for your depression. Right. Never. Yeah. You know, I've, yeah. I've had, I know what the rabbit hole is like. I know, uh, you know, when I've gone down, the despair, you feel like someone who's just gone into your gut and just pulled everything out. And there's just like, you just don't see any reason to live. I know that feeling. Um, and it's hard, you know, oh, snap out of it. Or, you know, mm. you're just coming. No, there is no rationale to do with it. There is no, oh, I've just got to think positive. You have to be willing to go through that process. And this is where music does help. Whenever I've got there, on the headphones have gone and I've just played music and, and and very often it's not even the words it's the music that's speaking to me and I've allowed myself to go through that process with the music and it's brought me back now yeah I did get to a stage where I needed some medication for a while which I take now and again I don't even take all the time now but it's because music is still the healer for me but this stigma of that you have mental health problems, so therefore you must be flawed. Well, let's look at ourselves as flawsome. Flawsome. The, a diamond that has a flaw in it is considered more valuable, right? So if we mm-hmm. are going through stuff, no matter what it is, then look at that as that's made us unique. That's, that flawsomeness has given us some compassion and understanding and of what others need and how to be there for one another. There's always a lesson to be had from it. And there's always a, a way of sharing that compassion and understanding with others. Or in your case, discovering your meaningful purpose, that music is, is your key. But uh-uh, no apology necessary. None. Yeah. Well, I can I could admit, and I think everybody else can admit, we we are fallible beings. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who's you know? this person that says you oh, you've got to be perfect and you cannot have a uh, any flaws whatsoever? Yeah, la la land. Well, you know? it it's it's maybe not even a person. I think I it's think social society. media yeah. so, social media can play a big part in that. Huge. What you're supposed to be, yeah. you know, and what your what your life should look like, yeah. you know. Um, 
you know, everybody on Facebook has perfect marriages and perfect homes and (laughs) drives a Ferrari. And, you know, I, I'd love to try that out for a day, but you know, that's unrealistic, (laughs) Yes, right? We're not that. So and even the reality shows aren't real, you know, they're an illusion (laughs) of what reality is, you know, Um, a non-reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, I, I watched the Harry and Meghan um, interview a little Mm. while ago with Oprah Winfrey and I couldn't go to sleep. I had to get up and write an article on it and, and, you know, my first statement was, I know there's going to be the bashers out there because you love to hate. And, you know, that hate is a reflection on you. And, uh, and it's been very interesting. The feedback was some people, thank you for your courageousness in talking openly about the pain that you've gone through and what you've had to walk away from, the persecution for doing that. And then other people literally coming out, you know, with the machete and just slice and dicing them. And, you know, my argument is what gives you the right to to use that machete? Because if you're picking that machete up and you're slice and dicing someone else for being honest, it means that you're carrying some dishonesty inside of you that you're ignoring. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did. I did not see the interview. I've, I've heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know this is whenever you put yourself out there, yeah. whether it's me, you, you know, the, the interview that you mentioned, you're going to have people that want to bring you down because of it for being vulnerable. Yes. For, for sharing that vulnerability, even yeah. myself, that was one of my big fears, even about going and talking to media or doing anything that's publicly viewed because you know, you, you have to be willing to, people are going to disagree with you. People oh, yeah. are going to find, find ways because the, the, you're speaking, you're speaking to their demons. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and they boy, don't they want don't to like, know. Don't want to know. Don't <laughs> yeah. want to know. Don't tell me what I, what I know, what I know is truth, but I don't want to hear it. So, yeah, you know, there, there's, I had someone ask me recently how, how I define kindness. And I said, I said, I define kindness as the ability to listen and have that person feel it, feel as if they were heard. Yes. Compassion. That's, that is something that most people find very difficult to do. And, and, that's, and that's one of the biggest problems with people is that you don't see me. You don't hear me. You see an mm-hmm. illusion of me. You don't mm-hmm. even hear my truth. You only, it filters out to what you want to hear from me. Mm-hmm. And so people are saying, I'm being honest and vulnerable and open here, but everybody's shutting me down because it's too uncomfortable for you to hear. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a gal yesterday. She was, she's writing a book on, um, well, she's, she's actually putting a collection of stories together that's, that teens have written that were at-risk mm-hmm. teens for suicide. And they, they were writing these stories as adults looking back on their teen years. And they said the number one thing that was causing them these the, to be at risk was they didn't feel that they were heard from yes. their parents. Yes, or, or society in itself. Or society, yeah. yeah, it was so true. Such a such a truth there. And if we only learned how to listen more and speak less, I mean, there's there's that's kind of one of the things he always heard as 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 a child, right? Yeah. Children should be seen, not heard. Well, I mean, there's a lesson though to, as far as the power of listening. You, there, you don't you can say so much with your ear. I'd love to interview that person, by the way. And I've mm-hmm. actually got uh, coming out um, a Forgotten Children series, a book of mm-hmm. people contributing and whether they were a foster child or foster parent or, um, you know, po- people that work with people at risk because of, you know, the the abuse or the neglect they had. Because in the 2000 odd shows that I've done, 
one of the core common denominators is pain as a child, whatever yeah. it is, whether it's neglect, whether it's abuse, whether it's not heard, uh, whether, it, you know, the bullying and how we have just suppressed and suppressed and suppressed. And, and then it comes out in addiction or it comes out in violence or self-harm. It comes out in, in the strive to prove everybody wrong. And, you know, when we look at that dysfunction, go back to the childhood and I'm not saying every parent is a bad parent the they bring their children up in the light that they were brought up in oh yeah so it basically what we're looking at is the societal expectation is flawed mm -hmm. and this expectation of how we should bring children up or how we should treat each other is where the mess is the dysfunction is and if we could all learn to listen I've I've had friends when I went was going through all of this and say but no would you you're always so loving and giving, Sarah. I never would even thought that you suffered from depression, even though I'd say I'm going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. Because it was then, if I became weak because of my depression, it reflected on the weakness that they had, right? So, yeah. <laughs> You're saying something that's just bringing up a, a thought because I... Have you ever been, you've ever been at the grocery store, you know, you go through the checkout line and they ask you, how are you, how are you today? Yeah. And we say, fine. Yes. That's the, you don't want to ever say anything else more than right. that. Right. right. Because, you know, God forbid, but have you ever had someone actually tell you how they're doing? <laughs> yeah. And how, how vulnerable that makes you feel like, what am I supposed to do now? Right. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're telling me they're depressed or they're yeah. telling me, that, that a family member died or they're really, yeah. I didn't want to know that. I just wanted them to say fine, like they're supposed yeah. to and move on. That's what we're expected to right. do, but we can't actually have a conversation about. So, I mean, I think asking someone how they're doing is kind of a very shallow way to obviously, you know, yeah. try to interact with someone. Um, but, but it, it just brings that up to mind. Cause I've had that happen to me. I used to, I used to be uh wait wait tables in the restaurant industry and be a bartender and of course you know you got just the habit of hey how are you doing how are you doing every day and sometimes people would start to tell you how they're doing and that i'm telling you that that makes you uncomfortable when you don't know how to respond or you know or trying to move on <laughs> well you know bartending my daughter is one you know, people drinking actually at the bar. Mm -hmm. You're a therapist. Mm -hmm. Hairdresser, you're a therapist. Yes, <laughs> yes you are. Yes, and, you are. And you know, and I've come across people at the cashier or the, you know the barista and you know they're having a hard time and mm -hmm. i've i've addressed it right up front bad day and they go yeah mm -hmm. you know you know what just brush it off love you know take a deep breath you've got this and mm -hmm. and just it's sometimes just the acknowledgement just the acknowledgement yeah. they're having a bad day and that you care enough to acknowledge it yeah right and that That's can shift them oh somebody see me somebody's heard me Somebody cares. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's a powerful thing to be able to be that empath or yeah. be that, have that empathy for someone and just understand what they're going through and knowing that that's what all they needed. They didn't yeah. need a therapy session. For right. You. <laughs> yeah. They just needed to go, I hear you. Yeah. It'll get better. You know, tomorrow's a tomorrow's a new day. Something I always told myself, even when I was going through through dark times, you know, after losing my mom and being in those real dark, you know, just depressed modes, I would always tell myself, "This too shall pass." Yes, it was a great healer to me. Those words, for some reason, I don't know why, but saying "This too shall pass" 
was always comforting to me. Mm-hmm. And it still is even, you know, when I have days that aren't as good as others, it's, it just kind of says to, it says to the spirit, it says to the soul that there are better days ahead and it always isn't here. It always isn't down low. It can, right. it rises and you yeah. can rise up from this. So, and you know, it's taking those, those down days and writing that piece of music or, you know, me yeah. writing a blog or doing a show. Um, for me, the, the philosophy is we can address the problem, but what's the solution? And so even if I'm doing a show where I can address something on my own, do my own shows, it is always, it becomes the therapy for me because I'm talking it through. And then mm-hmm. I'm looking at of how I can make it better. Mm-hmm. So that conversation I'm having with myself, I'm actually sharing with everyone else. Um, and that just has happened how it's happened to be. And they're not always like that. But you yeah. know, it, it is okay to share your thoughts because what it, for somebody, I, you know, people say, how many people listen to your shows? And I go, all those that are ready to listen. It's not yeah. for me. It's the same when you put an album out. You know, it's you put it out there and, and it'd be great if everybody listened. It's like when people buy a magazine, does everybody read every article in it? You don't know. There may be thousands of people that have bought the magazine, but you don't know what they're going to read. And for me, is people are going to listen to the show when they're ready to hear. Yeah. And you said something a while back here, but you mentioned when someone listened to a song a second or third time. Yes. You, you hear different things yes. or you have a different feeling or emotion that comes up. And that's, that's very true with, with anything. I mean, yes. even, even watching a movie for the second time, you, yes. you see a different plot line that you didn't pick up on. You're like, Oh, okay. There, there you go. So there's, yes. The, you can, you're you in can a different mindset, as, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going yeah. to receive it according to where you're at. And mm-hmm. why do we, why do we have certain songs that we listen to? or pieces of music that we listen to over and over again, we're never going to hear it the same way we did the first time. Mm-mm. Each time you listen to it, it's going to do something else for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why, um, you know, we, that's why we love listening to music repetitively. Right. <laughs> well, we, we play it on, we play it on loop and, and the same song keeps coming on over and over again, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's, it just kind of goes back to when, when I, when I have people give me feedback on what they've heard, you know, it, it goes, it's it just all over the place. It's never the same. And, and it, that's one of the things that has surprised me over the years is that, you know, when I write a song and I, it's coming from a certain place in my heart and maybe it's sad, maybe it's happy. You know, I wrote a lot of happy songs when my daughter was born. So you right, know, of course. It, could be, it could be one of those. And when you write it and when you put it out there, you think, okay, people are going to feel this way about the song right. because I was feeling this way about the song. And that Absolutely. couldn't be further from the truth because <laughs> people come back to me and go, wow, that was a really sad song. I'm like, are you kidding me? That was one of the happiest songs I've ever written. I mean, like, how did you get sad from that? And, but I mean, obviously I'm interested to hear, you yes. know, and, and, and discuss and, and, but it, but it never ceases to surprise and amaze mm-hmm. me what you do get back from people um, with, with discussions and how music is affecting them uh, overall. Yeah. Oh, and oh, pop comes, this pops into Uh-oh. every video I do. It pops up here for a moment, but we're at the beach with that's, palm trees that's right where, now. <laughs> that's where you're hiding out, huh? That's where I'm hiding out, yes, the ocean with the waves. But it, there was a wonderful movie back in 2007 called August Rush. I don't know if you okay. saw it. Robin Williams was in it, the, the young guy yes, that's a good yes. doctor now. Okay. And yeah. the, it was about a child that was abandoned, but he, he 
the mother was told the child was dead because the father knew better and the, the 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 actual father of the child didn't even know the child existed but the child growing up in this orphanage knew the parents were out there and that he was going to find them through music and he was one of these ch children a prodigy where he could listen to the corn and the wind and the grates you know in uh, where people driving over and make music out of it and he ended up mm -hmm you know, at the music institution as a prodigy creating his own symphony, which kind of brought his uh, long story around, but brought the parents collectively to him. And that's the thing is, is that music can be heard in so many different ways. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, when you're writing a piece of music, you know, the rustle of the leaves, you know, through the wind or the, the sound of the waves, uh, the, the gurgling and the giggling of a child, you know, it kind of brings out something in the music doesn't it it breaks it's it transforms itself well you're you're speaking exactly to what and how i write um i don't sit when i write music i do not sit down at the piano and start to come up with a tune i actually go out to nature i yes. go out to i go out and 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 get have that isolation get away from people and city mm -hmm. stuff and i i love going on hikes i love going out to the ocean um actually the the the, um, my logo for my brand has a photo of the ocean in the background. And, and yeah. I do the photography along the way as well. Yes. That's one of the things I learned how to do last year was to incorporate some of that. But, but I try to incorporate what was speaking to me when I came up with these ideas. And obviously, I don't profess to be a savant or a prodigy of any kind. But, but, it, but I do use that as far as how, how I am inspired and what speaks to me out when I'm able to clear my mind and rest my thoughts. Nature is be all and end all, you know, it yes. is, it is, if we paid more attention to nature, we would understand more of our connection within ourselves. We are a part of nature. Nature is not separate to us. And if, you know, when there was a beautiful picture of showing the brain and then showing the roots of trees and then the matrix of a tree um, and the brain of the same pattern. Yeah. Right? I've seen and, that picture. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And and yeah. trees. There's a wonderful um, movie, a documentary put together with Judy Dench because she is she's a tree lover. And there was one bit where they in slow mo they show all the matrix of the trees, how they fiber optically connect with each other, and not only support each other but communicate with each other. And you mm -hmm. know, if we could look at each other as all part of the forest, and it doesn't matter what kind of tree we are or how old we are, but we're all reliant on each other through that connection, we would be a much stronger society. And when you are in the forest and you can hear the sounds that are coming through, you know, nature is constantly singing to us, constantly yeah. playing music to our heart and soul. We've just got to be open to hear it. And if your nature is inspiring your music, you're just extending that voice yeah. of nature well and as as trees have leaves and mm -hmm. and some bear fruit and things yeah. like that we we as humans do the same thing I mean, we have our own gifts some can do music some are artists that paint some are good at sports but we all have gifts that we were able to present and it's really um ultimately bringing ourselves up to a good enough place in life where we can we can share those gifts because i think all our gifts are meant to be shared they're not just to be you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I'd love to rather just be in the studio by myself playing music and not have to deal with, you know, because that, yes. that was kind of my old way of thinking, right? Yeah. You know, isolation be by myself. But as, you, as I've grown and learned over the years and, and kind of come out of some darker times, it, it is meant to be shared. It is meant to be given. And it is meant to be um, your gift explored. To 
yes yeah, you know i mean at the at the feast of the table of life every single one of us is going to contribute a dish and it doesn't mean everybody is going to partake of every dish on that table but it, that means that there's something for everyone exactly right? and yeah, it's absolutely. and you know people will dip into your dish of music when they need it it will be calling to them and that's yeah. the beauty of of being open to receive yes absolutely it is and you know it's it's one of those things where you know i i tell people this i say you know people I say, you don't have to like what I do. You know, yeah. Just kind of like we said about, about putting dishes on the table. You don't have to appreciate my music. You don't even have to like it. But what it's what I'm trying to do more than that, more than even saying like my music is, you have to have a conversation and be honest with yourself about what does work, what yeah. does help you, what does bring you into light, right? It's yeah. not my music. If it's not music at all, if it's, if it's maybe it's painting, maybe it's going yes. to an art gallery, yes. maybe it is going out in nature. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, running a marathon, yep. but it's got to be something that you can do and you can take ownership of and you can call call on when you need it, when it's, when you go through trials and, and, tribu- and tribulations in life. Yep. I mean, when you are in a state of depression or anxiety or you feel lost, that is the time not, and, and of course you want to just retreat and go into darkness, but that is the time where you actually have to be proactive and put yourself out there because the healing is out there. You know, whether it's music, whether it's nature, whatever it is, whether it's being proactive, um, you know, for me, you know, I'm out here doing my shows, no matter what state I'm in, you know, because the moment I'm in this energy, I'm in light. And so if I'm in darkness in myself, this is where my light is. So it's it's just go and do. Don't succumb to the pain. You know, go through the pain. You've got to recognize the pain. You've got to go through it, but don't succumb and give into it. Because that's yeah. what's going to pull you down. Well, you, you, um, you know, you mentioned a while ago that, you know, when you said when you were in dealing with depression and, and doing going through hard times, there was nothing that people could say to you, you know, mm-hmm. just, just snap out of it. Yeah. I think a lot of people think they can say that to you. Yes. A, lot of, a lot of people are, or maybe not even think, wish they could say that yeah. to you and, and snap their fingers and you're better. I learned growing on, uh, grow, growing up that I couldn't, there was, I was never able as long as I lived able to say something to my mom that fixed her, I could never say anything, nothing. I was always searching for that magic work, you know, doing something, making her tea. It didn't matter what it was. I couldn't do it. And that frustrated me because, because I wanted to help, right. You're my heart's in the right place. And I think a lot of people's hearts are in the right place, but there was nothing I could say. And that's why when music was starting to cross over and, and cross over that bridge, that was what was so powerful about and that's what honestly made me later on after i was into a young adult made me go you know if it was helping my mom it might be able to help someone else too just might maybe let's try it you know what can you lose and it's really for me about having that impact in one person's life you know and doing that one doing that one per person of service it's not because you can't go out and heal the world in, in one day but you can impact one person in one day. And that's, and that's what's important to me. And that's kind of, that's a lot of what my mission is with behind what I do. And then we've got to remember that one person then affects the other and then the other. Mm. So you get what you feed is what grows that domino effect. So, you know, feed the waters the best you can so that the positivity is growing. And, 
you know, there's another beautiful video of a, um, a Jewish woman with dementia, really bad, mm. Alzheimer's or dementia. And another woman would come along and start singing some Yiddish songs with her. She doesn't know her name. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know she's a female. She does nothing. But those songs, she started singing with her. And as she sang them, the tears just ran down her face. And, you know, that music took her back to a time where she had a memory, took her back to a time where she could feel something, and then kind of retreated back into the world of nothingness. Music is just, as I said, it knows which buttons to press inside of you and how yeah. to ignite you. And, you know, it's so very, very important. You know, before I, I um, wanted to do the interview, I listened to one of your pieces and uh, and I just loved the way it made me feel. And I thought, well, if it makes me feel like this, then, you know, we have to do an interview because it may help others feel like that. So how close are you to putting your album out? Well, it is. It actually was out as of January 1. So the, all of the songs are on there. They're, they are, it, you can find it in the playlist or you can just go through individually. But the playlist is easier because you can just play all of them without having to, and you can just sit back and let it go. And yeah. It's a little over over 30 minutes of, of music. But I, I from that album and from the feedback I was getting from that, I was able to also put together a meditation series. Mm. And it's, it's called seven weeks of focus. And each, each week I've been putting out a new meditation about 20 minutes in length. Um, it's just music. It's to accompany your mindfulness practice or whatever you may do for yourself. And it has a, has a focus. So for instance, one might be breathe in light, breathe out stress, mm. you know, and, and this, this Tuesday it's, it's week seven for me. So the final one will be out, but they're all there as well. So, you know, that is a nice addition to what I've had because a lot of the, the album, the reflection of time that I put out has sort of a nostalgic feel to it and mm -hmm. something you can kind of sing in your head. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good for relaxation, but it might not be good for like a yoga practice right. or something like that, where you really want to clear your mind. And that's what this, the seven weeks of focus series, it allows you really to clear your mind and just focus inward and have something that accompanies that. I mean, it can be even something as simple as your drive home. You know, like, you know, just letting your day go, you know, mm -hmm. letting that music calm you down. So when you go home and you get into the door, you can be present, Yeah. you know, in, yeah. in, in your home life and not be bringing home all the, the stress of, of work um, for those that are still going out and driving to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to do it a little bit more, but yeah, I think we, some of, some of the people forgot how to drive along the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Um, but if you are working from home, you know, yeah. it, it is plug it in, take that half hour before you go back out into your family. And that's your half hour. That's your de-stressor. That's your mm -hmm. equalizer. Uh, and it would just help you just then navigate everything. We don't do enough for ourselves. And the more care you put on yourself, the more you invest in yourself and nurture yourself, the better you are able to help others. But it starts with you. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's exactly what I learned when I started writing music again was that I had to do it for me first. Yes. Before I could do anything for anybody else second. And, you know, you do have to be selfish. You do have to, because, because people that want, people that are natural philanthropists, you know, that want to go out and help the world or do do all these different wonderful causes that are out there it's very difficult to do that when you're in a bad place yeah yeah i mean i'm an advocate um 
by personality trait and you know i'm always advocating for the solution and the solution is always based in other people's experiences because then they're coming up with the gift that then they share with others and and it's all about that empowerment empowerment of self of us understanding what is our gift and how do we pay it forward because we all have mm -hmm. a gift every single one of us and there you know always say that the janitor of a building is the most important person not the ceo not the person who owns the building because if you walk in and that place is dirty mm -hmm. then immediately your perception of the business has changed if yeah. you walk in and it's clean and it's pristine that's welcoming then you're in mindset now eager to to meet the person so you know when people look at certain people's careers and go lowly no look at really the presentation of what they're doing and and the impact that it has and 2020 most certainly has shown us that with all yeah. our frontline workers of how important they are we wouldn't have got through this without them and so it mm -hmm. doesn't matter don't look at the ceo pedestal up there and go oh you know i have to be as important as them no if you're a janitor down there uh, be proud because yeah. you're, you're literally setting the stage for everything else to happen so yeah, absolutely yeah. You, you said you said play it forward or pay it forward i've, I've coined the phrase play it forward mm -hmm. with my music and that's kind of hey if it's impacted you positively give it give it to someone else that can do the same for that's that's what it's about, you know, sharing. This has inspired yeah. me. This made me feel good. You know, have a listen. What does it do for you? Don't say, oh, this is going to make you feel like this. No, it is take mm. a listen. And what is it going to make you feel like? I'd love to know. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's like book clubs. Everybody reads the book and then discuss the characters. But I saw the character this way. I saw the character that way. And it's all those different perceptions that create a whole picture. So if somebody can share how a piece of mucus has made them feel, Oh, really? Oh, gosh, that's interesting. You felt like that. Yeah. And then it's also a door opener to what that person is feeling. So it's a door opener to further conversation. It just allows things to go to continue on. And that's that's obviously what what I'm doing with the brand is I've got a big music site on, on, on my channel right now where I have a lot of my songs that I've written, but I'm also going to be bringing in this next month. I'm going to be bringing in the conversation side because I'm going to be doing a lot of conversations with people and bringing those on board. So that's that I'm excited to be doing that because I think with the music, obviously you can have the conversations and then when you can bring that together, that's kind of a fresh perspective and doing that in a healthy and positive way is, is going to be what people need, especially coming out of last year. Yes. I mean, you know, the word is action, isn't this year? And how do you get into action? It's one foot in front of the other. And where's the support? It's here, there and everywhere. You've just got to look for it. How do people find you? How do they find your music? Do you have mm -hmm. a site or, you know, do you, which is your best platform for it? Right now, um, I have all of my music on YouTube. It's at youtube.com slash by Christopher. And I do have plans to expand off that channel. So, you know, you'll, you'll see on my channel, all my social media handles, you can follow them and, and you'll hear more about my, my plans to, to move forward uh, in the coming month or so. Great. Wonderful. And you know, the fact that your music has gone from this and then to meditation, and then let's be interested to see where it goes from there. We're going to be closing out with, with one of your pieces. What are we going to be listening to as we go out? Uh, you're going to be listening to, I believe, a song called The Walk Home. The walk home. 
Mm, where is home? <laughs> That's the question. It's not mm. always the bricks and waters, is it? <laughs> So that's an interesting one, a nice one to close out with. Thank you so much for sharing today and, and for taking your path. You know, it's out of the impact that it had with your mother and, and how it became a healing modality for you and then the joy of your daughter and then understanding the impact that it's having with others. You know, it's you allowed, you allowed your journey to unfold and take you where you needed to go. So thank you for allowing that and and pouring yourself into this music that's going to ignite share comfort and and heal other people well thank you sarah thank you for giving me the platform to be able to bring that up to other people as well my pleasure my pleasure my pleasure so we are going to listen to this piece of music and we go out don't forget to reach out to him on youtube at christopher so it's christopher's youtube.com slash by christopher by christopher and you can hear his meditation and his music there don't forget to support him and uh, at the same time don't forget to share because that's what it's all about Thank you very much, Christopher. Thank you. Until next time, folks, remember, there is always an answer. You've just got to be willing to hear it. Bye for now.
We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.